It's finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello and welcome to another edition of the podcast. I'm here with a guy that I haven't actually met in physical form yet, but it feels really weird that I haven't done. Uh, we met through a mutual friend of mine who I loved a bit, who I did manage to meet in physical form. And we've been knocking it back here for the last, I think, three years. We've been knocking it back and yeah. forth over the over the internet. Um, he's doing amazing things in the world. I just shared that he, he, he gets credible information and he interviews incredible people and shares everything in an incredible way. He's best-selling author for multiple times. He's, how many millions of people have watched your videos on YouTube? <laughs> Over five million, killing, yeah. <laughs> killing, killing the YouTube game. His, um, his Keto Camp podcast is amazing. It's a great resource for all things health. We're going to talk about all that today. So without further ado, I'm going to quit hogging the mic and let my man Ben Azadi come in and let you guys know who he is and what he's about. Ben, please do introduce yourself. Thank you, Dan. Love what you're doing, brother. Uh, yeah, long time overdue. We have to get <laughs> person. Exactly. I can't wait for that, man. Amazing. Yeah, so Ben Azadi, I am the founder of Keto Camp, best-selling author of, of four books. And our mission at Keto Camp is to deliver hope, to make sure people are educated and helping the world understand how incredible their body is, the human body is. So our mm. mission is to educate and to inspire 1 billion people on planet Earth. And mm. right now, more than ever, the message is needed because a lot of people don't understand how amazing their body is. They don't understand that their body is capable of healing itself. As mm. long as we do three things, and I outline this in my new book, Keto Flex, and I talk about it all the time. And those three things are number one, identify interference. Mm. What is interfering with your body from functioning the way that it was, desi it was designed to function? Mm -hmm. and it's usually more than one thing. So mm -hmm. identify the interference. Mm -hmm. Number two, you start working on removing the interference. Number three, you allow your body to heal. I know it sounds simple. <laughs> it's really not that simple, but it's how you get your health back. It's how mm -hmm. you are able to live an abundant life like you talk about, how you're able mm -hmm. to have abundant thoughts and health and vitality and longevity and live way past 100 years old and make a big impact on planet Earth. It mm -hmm. starts with your health. Mm -hmm. So that's the mission and that's what we're, we're doing here at Keto Camp Dan. And you're doing an amazing job of it. Thank you so much. And just so that people know, you didn't like wake up and just start this journey with the inside and outside of an Adonis and, and go out and share this. You actually are sharing your journey which is ongoing and taking people into communion with the very leaders and experts that are supporting you on your journey you're essentially the vanguard of this and then sharing those successes and, and i'm sure knowing as an authentic and a wonderful human you are also the things that haven't worked out maybe someone that hasn't really shown and you you continue to share that through your podcast through your books and through your through your your groups and your, and your coaching programs um Please let the people know a bit more about where this all started and where you came from, because I know, but I'm sure that if they're meeting for the first time, they haven't had the opportunity to know too. Yeah, so you're right. A lot of people who are introduced to me and they see me as a 36-year-old, healthy, lean man. Mm -hmm. But the truth is I was not healthy for most of my life, the first 24 mm -hmm. years of my life. I grew up here in Miami Beach, Florida, and my parents divorced. Mom raised me, my sister, she worked three jobs. Two of those jobs were at a fast food restaurant called Kentucky Fried Chicken, and mm -hmm. I ate every Kentucky Fried Chicken every day. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. <laughs> 
because my mom did the best she can with her resources. So she brought me home leftovers. I would eat it. And mm -hmm. uh, being that I had so much time in my hand and not really a, a parent at home because they were always working, hung out with the wrong crowd. I was addicted to drugs, video games, a toxic environment. Mm -hmm. So I found myself as an adult now, because this transferred into my adulthood, I found myself at the age of 24 years old being a 250 pound obese man. And when I say obese, physically obese, but also mentally obese and mentally bankrupt. And I wanted to give up on life. I was actually, mm -hmm. this was in 2008. I was depressed, going through a bad breakup, suicidal, looking for ways to end my life. And thank God I didn't follow through with that. And the reason mm -hmm. I did, the main reason was I kept thinking about my mom and thinking about mm. what she would deal with if I took my life and it. I didn't want to do that to her. So mm. it stopped me. And I knew I had to get my life figured out. I knew I had to go in the right direction. And I didn't know what that direction was and where, where it started, where it was. So that's when I started to read books. And I read books from amazing authors who I'm sure you read and you talk about in, in, in your wonderful message. So I started to get into the work of like Bob Proctor and mm -hmm. Earl Nightingale and mm -hmm. Jim Rohn and all these mm -hmm. incredible people. And what the, the books did for me, it helped me take ownership and responsibility, mm. which is exactly what I needed. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I'm just I'm just clicking fingers, man. Now I know what it is. Yes. <laughs> Dude, because Dan, the, for for the first 24 years of my life, I was I was the victim. I was blaming my mm. genetics, my enabling family members, my slow metabolism, yada yada mm. yada. But this actually helped me take responsibility. And that word responsibility is your ability to respond to life. Mm -hmm. Up until that point, my ability to respond to life was poor. I was playing the victim card. Mm -hmm. But then I said, you know what? I am responsible. And I actually said those words out loud. And the instant that I said those words, I became the victor of my destiny, mm. no longer the victim of my history. And I started mm. to actually take ownership. I started to exercise, I started to eat better. Fast forward nine months from that moment, I lost 80 pounds. I went from 250 pounds down to 170. I went from 34% body fat down to 6% body fat. Wow. I used to wear size 38 waist in my jeans. I went down to size 30. So mm -hmm. I finally carved out this physical six pack that I always wanted to get because yeah, I was a kid that was bullied and picked on and I always dreamed of having a physical six pack. However, the most important thing I achieved was a mental six pack. Mm -hmm. I started to think better thoughts. I started to think abundant thoughts. I started to actually uh, acknowledge my self-limiting thoughts and let them pass and then choose a better thought. And that's what started me out in the health journey. That was in 2008, 2009. Fast forward 12, 13 years later, I'm still going and still going strong, but it was mm -hmm. a struggle for so many years. And that's why I know I've been there before. And mm -hmm. as somebody, if somebody's listening to this right now and they're in rock bottom, mm -hmm. rock bottom is a beautiful place. And I say that mm -hmm. because as far down as you are in rock bottom, guess what? You could go in the opposite direction. There's exponential mm -hmm. growth. There's exponential potential there. So you just have to take ownership and responsibility. Start with your health. Start with those thoughts that you talk about, Dan. And mm -hmm. it's just a matter of time before you achieve and land into that zip code of greatness. Thank you for sharing and thank you for your journey. Thank you for the gifts that you share with the world. And thank you for saying yes to life because now you're empowering so many people to be able to say yes as well. Um, I just want to just pull some attention to something that you said is that the journey didn't turn for you when you got the latest fad diet. 
the journey didn't turn for you when you started working out six days a week. It turned for you when your mind allowed you to accept and receive that you were permitted to be more than a base, permitted to be more than mentally bankrupt, as you said. And that is what facilitated you to be able to step up. Can you talk a little bit more about perhaps the people that you get to work with? I want to talk about your work as well, because I've had the chance to sample it myself. Can you talk a bit more about how you find people in your work creating these shifts once they start getting their thinking right? Yeah, um, I just love to study like you. (laughs) I always find myself... (laughs) either reading a book, listening to a book, listening to a podcast. I just, I'm mm-hmm. obsessed with, with learning. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think mm-hmm. one of the most dangerous sentences we could say out loud or in our head is I already know that, or I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's so dangerous, right? Dangerous. So I'm always learning Dan, just like you. And um, when I come across somebody, let's say it's a podcast interview and I come across somebody like, I don't know, Bruce Lipton, right? Dr. Bruce mm-hmm. Lipton. And I hear him talk about how fear shuts down the immune system how your thoughts create specific uh, frequencies that translates to proteins in your DNA. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is fascinating. How can I learn Mm -hmm. more? And I just look up everything Bruce Lipton has. I read his book Mm -hmm. and then I email Bruce Lipton. I'm like, hey, I have this podcast. Can I interview you? And thank God he said yes. And I actually just recently interviewed him. Amazing, amazing. That's a part of like my process. I'm studying and I go down like deep, deep rabbit holes. I find myself, if if I didn't have my fiance, I would spend spend every Friday night, every Saturday night, every Sunday night, just watching YouTube videos and studying. That's what I would do. We actually go out sometime. Yeah, I I get that with Olga as well. He's like, get out of your room, come and play with the kids. I'm like, I'm like, I'm playing with the kid and Ethan will be watching videos with me. <laughs> I was doing that yesterday. She caught me. I really wanted to want something. It's like, Ethan, would you want to want something? Watching some stuff. But it's true. <laughs> we do have to catch ourselves sometimes and and come back to the come back to the outside world. But yeah, yes, I'm with you 100. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's part of like my studying process and how I'm able mm. to get some really cool people uh, to interview. But other than that, uh, I'm blessed to work with uh, my mentor, Dr. Daniel Pompa. His name is mm-hmm. also Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, I believe he's one of the greatest health educators in the world. He really understands health at the cellular level. Mm-hmm. And he specializes in detoxification and just cellular health in general. So, I, I became obsessed with his work several years ago. I started to study him, went to his conferences, and then all of a sudden it lined up where uh, he has a program called Platinum uh, Practitioner Programs, where he trains doctors and health coaches. Amazing. And I, it aligned up. It lined up for me to actually be a part of that. So every mm-hmm. week I'm learning from him and the other 40 plus doctors that are in this group. We're on a mastermind. Mm-hmm. We're doing case Amazing. studies. So yeah, I'm really blessed to have the, these incredible resources in my life. And I'm just a student. I just I want to continue to learn. Mm-hmm. I never believe that. The, the science, if you will, is settled. I always believe that there's always going to be things to explore. The, the minute that you say like the science is settled on this, we see that a lot, especially in 2021, like the science is settled with the mask, the science is settled with the, the you know, the V word, but mm-hmm. things are always changing. It's never mm-hmm. settled. We have to see what's, what's going on with the latest research. Yeah. I mean, the environment changes as we, I mean, every time a new piece of technology comes out and starts impacting the environment, that's going to change the effect that everything else had. Right. Um, as we learn new information, then we understand that, OK, there's something to do about this for a long time. You know, people were popping arsenic. What was it? Arsenic? 
that they'll put putting on their skin <laughs> and the science was settled the science was settled that the sun spun around the earth for a long 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 time and you could get right. burnt at the stake for saying something different but it does and I, I i think in terms of personal growth that openness to new information is one of the most powerful things that facilitates personal growth because as long as we're not growing from new information or even looking at information that we know in a new way with new eyes mm-hmm. i love going back you know i i do read new books, but there are certain books I go back to and reread with new information that I've gathered in the meantime. There's a there's a, something I had that someone gave me and shared from somebody's work, a channel called Paul Selig, whose work that I love. And based on a book, my book of the week from last week, my understanding of that information is taken on a completely new level. Yeah. A simple page of information, but because of another book that I read, more dots have been connected. And that's when they're going to keep, you know, new firing and wiring in the brain and, and all that kind of good stuff. So I love that um, you've reminded the listeners that, yes, the science is never settled. It's always available for us to, to keep going back to. Well said. Yeah, exactly. I'm like you. I read books. I listen to books over and over and over. Actually, I'm guilty of, of uh, falling into the trap, like, I guess, five years ago. I I was reading every day like I do now, but I don't know why there was something in me like I'm going to read <laughs> I'm going to read 20 books in 30 days was my goal 20 different books and I ended up reading actually 22 books different books you're a monster you're a monster it sounds like a cool thing right and it was cool to, I guess it was cool to complete that because I did nothing but reading for 30 days however <laughs> however here's the problem the ideas were were contradicting and it kind of left me just mm. confused and kind of parallel. Okay. Like what are the next steps? Like this book, which is an amazing book with an amazing author says one thing, another book says something else. Mm-hmm. So I learned to kind of, instead of looking for, um, with, with the amount of books I'm reading and say, so I'm going to go really deep into a few mm-hmm. authors that I love, that I know that I like and trust. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to read or listen to those books over and over. So now I do that versus just reading a whole bunch of different books. You know, that's one of the reasons why back in 2015, uh, my friend and I started what's now become my ideal life blueprint, which is five books to live by because we're both voracious readers and we're like, yeah, but it's so easy to become book smart and then just become you know, completely incapable of actually functioning in the real world. And so from that day, we said, okay, regardless of how many books we're going to enjoy reading, we're going to have five core books at all time that are going to be the foundation of what we're going to quote, what we're going to live by, the principles and and, and values that we're going to embody. But we're always going to interrogate it. So every week I sit down and I look at my five books. I say, are these still my five books? Mm-hmm. Has a book that I've read s- since last week or some information I've got since last week shifted one of those? And what we did then, what, what I did was rather than starting at the book, I started at what I want to embody as a person and then found a book that I've read that embodies that and, 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 and encapsulates the values. And then I stick to that. So I'll read other things like you, but we're going to keep that that depth by really having those core foundations. For me right now, that's uh, Science of Getting Rich. Mm. It's um, relate, uh, Relating Revolution by some friends of mine, uh, Chris Amino Kelk. It's a great book about how you can tap the universal field and create shifting relationships through you without other people needing to change. The Surrender Experiment, um, The Power of Now, uh, and The Way of the Superior Man. Those are my five right now. 
That's a powerful list right there. <laughs> I've read three of those. I haven't read two of them. I got to get those which, other two. Which, which two have you not read? I read The uh, Science of Getting Rich. It's classic, mm-hmm. very short book, mm-hmm. uh, but such a classic book. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Surrender Experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then The the Power of Now. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the three that I read. So the other yeah. two I got to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Relate and Revolution is a great. It's not that. Have I got it here? Yeah, I've got it here. Actually, this one. It's a really, really, really great book. And what it basically, it's good, it, all it takes is one to change. And it says how the changes we make in ourselves will create shifts in the relationships around us without needing mm. other people to change. Very, very. And one thing that actually comes to me around that is the relationship that we have with ourselves, I believe, and I'd love for you to speak to this, has a great impact on the relationship we have to our health. Absolutely. Yeah. It, amen. It does. I always say you got to exercise before you exercise. And that's, that's that relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, they'll sabotage themselves. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read the book Psycho Cybernetics? Oh yeah. Maxwell Holtz. Exactly. That's, yeah. in, that's in the reread list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a really deep book. Yeah, um, very. But he talks about how people self-sabotage themselves. They have this self-image. So mm-hmm. let's say somebody does want to change their health mm-hmm. and they'll make those changes Maybe they'll do some keto, some fasting, and then they'll, they'll get some results, but then their self image is, um, somewhere, somewhere not aligned with their new healthier version. Mm-hmm. So they end up sabotaging themselves subconsciously sabotaging. So they could have like just a weekend of binging mm-hmm. on alcohol and sugar. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, um, subconsciously they want to do better. Mm-hmm. And they kept, they keep saying they're going to do better, but subconsciously they keep sabotaging themselves. So we got to figure out why is that happening? Do you not feel like you're worthy of having, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fitting into that dress or to that suit or having six pack abs, you feel like the attention is going to be a problem for you. There's going to be something subconscious there to unpack. So definitely mm-hmm. I agree your relationship with yourself, we need to practice self-love mm-hmm. gratitude mm-hmm. and really fill up our cup and then when we start the keto the fasting whatever it is that's going to work so much more efficiently and it's going to mm-hmm. give you longevity where mm-hmm. you're not going to find yourself uh, sabotaging yourself i think this is one of the things i love about your work is it's not just one it's not this one dimensional thing right even when we look at for example the work that you do with teaching people how to bring the power of keto diet into their life you don't say this is what you're going to do forever. This is where Keto Flex comes in. It's no, exactly. this is a tool to use for a period of time. And after that, we're going to integrate the benefits of this so that we can have an ongoing healthy relationship to what we're eating. Um, I love that you're like, yeah, there is people that like dirty keto and clean keto. Oh, I'm going to eat all of the fats and proteins. No, you're going to have burgers that you fried in vegetable oil. You're just (laughs) selling the information, your toe rag. Like, I love that there is this, but again, there's the mindset because somebody can follow your pillars, right? They can go through all of the pillars, spend, uh, we've added the other one, what, what, 90, maybe 180 days, what it take for them to get through all of it? It's about 60 to 80 days, depending on how fast they go through it, yeah. So someone can go through those pillars, but if their mind's not right, they're either going to completely relapse or to, to, to quote Bruce Lipton, their body's not going to respond as effectively and efficiently to the changes because the image that's in the mind is strong enough to hold the cells in the body responding to the old pattern and not to the new, regardless of the healthy, the healthy things you've changed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> powerful, powerful stuff, brother. <laughs> I'd I'd love for you to talk a bit to um, 
your mission, please, and how the work you're doing, how the books fit in, uh, obviously the podcast fits in, and also how people can start to start bringing some of this into their, into their life today. People are listening in, they're hearing, okay, I've got an inner size, all right, okay, and Kicho, what's this fasting thing? Does that mean I have to like not eat? Like, what's that all about? If you could just speak a little bit to how these pieces fit together, I'd really appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. So when we look at the human body, we see that there's about 50 to 70 trillion cells in the human body. Mm -hmm. But but out of those trillions of cells, there's only two options for fuel. Either the cells are burning sugar in the form of glucose, Mm -hmm. or it's burning fat and producing ketones. Mm -hmm. We know that when the cells are stuck as a sugar burner, Mm -hmm. it's a toxic fuel source. It's very inflammatory. Mm -hmm. Cells produce energy the same way that if I burn firewood right here in my room, it would produce energy and there would be smoke coming from that fire. Mm -hmm. Cells create cellular smoke, it creates toxins. Mm-hmm. When the cells are burning sugar, it creates a lot of toxins. Mm-hmm. I compare that to a truck, a Mack truck, speeding through the streets with this all its picture, all this smoke coming mm-hmm. out of the exhaust pipe of the Mack truck, going all over the streets, all over the roads, all over the uh, trees, all around it. That truck is not healthy for the surrounding environment. Mm-hmm. Well, when the cells are stuck as a sugar burner, very similar, it creates a lot of cellular smoke, not healthy for your cellular environment. So where does keto come into play? Well, when we can teach the body to burn fat and produce ketones, that's a cleaner source of energy. I compare that to a Tesla mm-hmm. and Tesla is a cleaner source of energy than the truck. Fats are a cleaner source of energy than the glucose. Mm-hmm. So using ketones the right way is tremendous at reducing inflammation. When we look at disease out there, every single mm-hmm. disease is linked to excessive inflammation, whether it's diabetes or cancer or mm-hmm. kidney disease or autoimmune disease, too much inflammation. So mm-hmm. if anything we can do to reduce that inflammation specifically around the cells is going to help. So that's mm-hmm. where keto comes into play. A lot of people say, yes, keto is a diet, it's a fad, it's a trend, but here's the truth every single one of our ancestors did keto Mm -hmm. because their environment forced them into ketosis and at the same token, they didn't stay in ketosis when they had the opportunity, they flexed out. That's where the keto flex comes into play. So mm-hmm. the protocols that we teach is getting you to be a fat burner instead of a sugar burner in that first pillar. It takes about 14 to 28 days mm-hmm. and then we start pairing intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Fasting technically is not about eating less, it's about eating less often. Mm-hmm. So you have your eating window and then you have your fasting window. The, the average American, Dan, is eating 17 to 20 three times per day. Okay. Hmm. And that's going to aid you and accelerate cell division, accelerate disease production in your body. And when I say 17 to 23 times per day, or snacking as well, people eating. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not saying they're day. sitting at it. Yeah. They're, they're snacking <laughs> all the right? It's the protein bar, the kombucha, the Doritos, I mean, whatever it is, but 17 yeah. to 20 times per day, highly inflammatory. So mm-hmm. we add fasting after we get fat adapted and then it's a one-two punch. Fasting has been around forever, just like keto. Mm-hmm. And they're both powerful ways to downrate regulate inflammation so the body could heal no matter what condition you're dealing with. When I was obese, I did not have a weight problem. Okay. Nobody in the history of this world has a weight problem. It is a weight symptom. symptom. We got to take care of the cause, which is cellular so inflammation. inflammation. The symptom goes away by default. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Inflammation. Yeah. Because I, I know a lot of people start talking about, oh, thermal law of thermodynamics, as long as you're, <laughs> yeah, but thermodynamics, I get it, but if there's still the cellular information going on, it doesn't matter what the thermodynamics is saying, the cellular information is still gonna give the symptom of excess fat and 
or it's going to show up in issues with the organs and issues in, inside of the body, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The calories matter. Yes, but they're not important. They're just a huge distraction. Mm-hmm. The, the body doesn't have any mechanisms for counting calories. The no. body, right? <laughs> There's the body is not a math equation or a bank account. It's a very complex chemistry lab. So focusing mm-hmm. on calories is just a distraction because mm-hmm. it's just going to lead you towards long-term frustration. It's mm-hmm. getting away from what real health is. And that is the cell metabolism and how the hormones communicate with those cells mm-hmm. and what blocks the hormones from communicating with the cells is inflammation so even mm-hmm. if you're cutting calories if you're eating dirty fats or dirt or sugar during those calories that you are eating that's going to block those hormones it's still going to increase inflammation so that's not getting to the root cause Mm-mm-mm-mm. what are some things that people can maybe look at introducing into their life now to get a hold of this i don't want guys listen this isn't about doom and gloom by the way <laughs> i'm not here to like doom and gloom you oh my god you're Never gonna be doom and gloom. No. that's not what we're doing we just want to i just i brought ben because this is someone who i I love it's someone who I trust. It's someone who I know doesn't speak out of his ass, but actually goes and digs in and gets the right information. So I want him to be a resource for you to look at, especially in these times when more people are at home, right? People are stressed, so they're going to eat gunk, right? People, perhaps some people are having financial constraints and maybe cutting corners on what they're investing in in terms of quality. So now is a time more than ever, not even factoring in all of the stuff that's leading to these situations, but now is a time more than ever to claim back responsibility for what's going on in our bodies. Yes, I talk about financial abundance all the time and all the kind, but unless you are physically able to show up and enjoy that abundance, what is the point? Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, with that warning sign <laughs> would love you to share maybe a couple of tips that people could start maybe introducing now to start creating some shifts in this inflammation creating some yeah. shifts in, in, in what's going on in their body yeah great question so the first thing i would start with is sleep you know mm-hmm. if you're not getting quality sleep it's going to be very hard to make better decisions the next day so many mm-hmm. studies if you just go on scientificamerican.com or pubmed.com and type in sleep and inflammation or sleep deprivation the studies are clear one mm-hmm. just one poor night of sleep meaning less than 7 hours of sleep will result in higher levels of glucose the next morning so you have higher levels of blood sugars higher what follows glucose is cortisol well actually let me let me rephrase that the next morning higher levels of cortisol which is the mm-hmm. stress hormone to your point mm-hmm. What follows cortisol is glucose. So the glucose goes up after the cortisol and then insulin follows the glucose. Mm-hmm. So what goes down is ketones. If you want to be in keto- ketosis, when glucose is up, ketones go down. But also the studies show that your hunger hormone, ghrelin, mm-hmm. is also increased. So you're hungrier. Yeah, and then the you're ghrelin, sens- ghrelin. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> ghrelin, ghrelin. Yeah, you remember that. <laughs> yeah. So, and then the, the satiety hormone, um, leptin, is, is lowered. So you're hungrier and then you're going to eat and then you're less satisfied, so you want to eat more. So it wipes out your willpower reserves. It wipes out your decision-making capabilities. So I would start with quality sleep tonight, cold bedroom, mm-hmm. dark bedroom, have some sort of sleep hygiene routine, get mm-hmm. to bed at the same time, wake up at the same time, uh, many as many days as possible. Uh, these are things we want to really optimize. So I would start with sleep. And then the second thing, 
I would start to really just gradually decrease your carbohydrates and at the same time, increase your healthy fat and protein. Mm -hmm. uh, he healthy fats would be avocado oil, coconut oil, grass-fed butter, grass-fed ghee, eggs, beef, if you eat beef. Uh, so start increasing your healthy fats and protein, decrease your carbs to keep insulin down. You're gonna feel much more energized. And guess what? As a side effect, you're gonna start to lose some weight because your body's going to start reducing inflammation. Mm -hmm. The main thing, uh, the third tip I'll give here, which is probably the, the main, well, I wouldn't say the main thing, but just as important as the other tips is these industrial seed oils and vegetable oils, which you already kind of mentioned them earlier. They're, they're worse than sugar and they're worse mm -hmm. than cigarettes. I interviewed two people uh, last year on my Keto Camp podcast, Brian Peskin, who's an MIT researcher, mm -hmm. and then Dr. Kate Shanahan, who was the uh, nutritionist for the Los Angeles Lakers when Kobe was there. She actually introduced Kobe to bone broth mm -hmm. and helped him heal really severe ankle injuries. So they're both world-class at uh, researching vegetable oils and inflammation and cancer. And they both agree that vegetable oils are worse than smoking cigarettes. And here's the stats. It's going to blow your mind if you haven't heard me say this before, Dan. They, uh, Brian Peskin compared somebody who smoked two packs of cigarettes every single day for mm -hmm. 28 years, their chances of developing lung cancer within those 28 years is about 16%, one six. Mm -hmm. Then he compared somebody who ate these cooked vegetable oils every single day for 28 years, their chances of developing cancer, any cancer and or heart disease is 86%. Wow. That's insane. I, and I asked Dr. Kay Shanahan if this lines up with her research. And she says, actually, Ben, it's closer to 100% disease with the vegetable oils. And they're inflammatory. They create inflammation around your cells for six to 12 months. The mm -hmm. body can't use them as an energy source and they just gunk up the cells. So I know your audience is thinking, okay, what are these vegetable oils? So I'll just <laughs> <laughs> quick list. So I don't want to leave here. Yeah. Um, canola oil, corn mm -hmm. oil, soybean mm -hmm. oil, cottonseed oil, sunflower oil, peanut oil, mm -hmm. grapeseed oil, and rice bran oil. Those are the mm -hmm. oils we want to avoid. So those we, are the we got rid of them. We got rid of them. We use extra virgin olive oil, um, avocado oil, and coconut oil. They're the only oils we have in the house Smart. now. Yeah, those are those are more stable fats. So that's yeah. you did something great for your health and for your family's health. Yeah, we, we're on that now. We're on that now. Um, we um, we pop like good avocado oil in our salads. Um, uh, we don't use much will at all because we don't really eat much fried stuff. We get the George Foreman out. And we use the grill up on the roof and awesome. bake our food. Um, and and then we tend to we we try to go for the uncooked oil as much as possible. And we use those good, really good quality oils and put lashings of that over it instead. I love it. I love the routine. Yeah. Good, good yeah. work. Yeah. And Olga, tried, Olga catches me out. <laughs> if I ever go off, I'm like, stop, stop, stop. And yeah, even when, we, when we're going out, you know, because we do like to eat out again. And it's not like we're being food Nazis or anything like that. We're just yeah. mindful of what we're putting in our body. So as much as possible, we try to stay away from I don't want to go into, excuse me, what oil are you using here? First of all, we don't really eat a lot of junk food or fast food. We tend to eat high quality restaurants. Um, and, and, and we, as much as possible, go for something that's going to be grilled or baked um, versus it being fried or anything like that. It's just, it's just no yeah. bueno. Just so there's some great tips right there. So if you're yeah. out at a restaurant, go for grilled and baked versus anything fried or cooked in a pan. Yeah, that's just, just makes sense, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about fasting a little bit more. I mean, I yeah. grew up in quite a conservative Christian home. So I was doing like 24 hour long fasts from about the age of I'm like 
12 or 13. So I'm making the transition into regular intermittent fasting, having followed your work for the last few years, wasn't that difficult for me to do. Olga gets freaked out when I do like a 48 hour fast or a 24 hour fast. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, you haven't eaten. It's like, I'm good. But what's, what are some ways that people can start to bring the power of intermittent fasting into their lives? And perhaps you can talk about the cellotophagy and how this can help with all these gunked up cells that have been built up in the body as a result of perhaps not being knowing anything about these things that we've been that you've been speaking about. Yeah, fasting is one of my favorite tools in the shed. Uh, I do recommend mm -hmm. getting more more fat adapted before we do much fasting. That's where kind of keto comes into play. But mm -hmm. yeah, cell, cell autophagy is one of my favorite benefits that you referenced. You said cell autophagy and, and that word autophagy, the, the Greek definition of that is eat thyself. The body is mm -hmm. very smart. The number one priority for the innate intelli intelligence, the human body is survival. So mm -hmm. when we go a period of time without food, AKA fasting, whether it's 16 hours or 48 hours or longer, the body thinks that we're going through a famish. So we need to get energy from somewhere. We're not getting food energy that we're eating in our mouth. So mm -hmm. where can we get energy? And then it activates this innate intelligence to go seek out cells inside of the body that are damaged inflamed that are not working properly they're called senescent cells mm -hmm. and it starts to clean out those cells so the analogy that i give is kind of like a refrigerator mm -hmm. inside of our fridge we open up that refrigerator and we have these groceries that all have an expiration date on them mm -hmm. now imagine instead of using those groceries and we just let them expire inside of the refrigerator but we don't throw the expired groceries into the trash can we just push them towards the back of the fridge buy new groceries put them in front of the expired groceries and close that door. Mm -hmm. That's going to be nasty. There's going to be a disease that will develop in that refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Human body is like that refrigerator. We actually have cells and proteins and fats and mitochondria that mm -hmm. have expiration dates on them. And mm -hmm. when you fast, you activate autophagy and autophagy seeks out those expired cells and it gets rid of them. It cleans it out or gets and or gets rid of it if it has determined that the cell has no function. Uh, out of the 70 trillion cells in the body, 70 billion of them need to go through this recycling process every single day. And wow. that's what fasting can do for you. Mm, mm, mm. I always get, um, have you seen the film Minority Report? I did, but a, a while a ago. A long time ago. You, you yeah. must remember this scene. This is whenever you speak about the refrigerator analogy, I always remember this scene. Don't want to chain, like ruin it for everyone. But you know when he just had the surgery and then he was by himself in the house and then he was using the, the strings to go to the refrigerator and he opens the refrigerator and he goes to eat the sandwich, but he eats the bad sandwich. <laughs> and then he goes to drink the milk, but he drinks the bad milk. In my head, I'm just like, if only he was practicing fasting. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, be happening. Cause yeah, cause that's what we do. We've got all this gunk and then yeah. we're yeah. using that to, to, to live off. And then the cell, and that's when we've got poor performance. That's when, when illness tries to come into our body, disease tries to get into our body, and we just don't have the resources to fight it off because we're caught up with all this gunk in our system. Exactly. And that's, mm. that's why we don't want to eat 17 to 23 times per day. We don't want to snack. We don't want to be overly feeding ourselves because mm -hmm. bad cells will start to duplicate and that could lead to cancer and other diseases. Mm -hmm. So fasting is so powerful. Amazing. 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 Let's quickly, cause we have been, <laughs> we're going a lot longer than, than normal now. So I want to quickly um, come to your time. You're sharing bonds here. So I just want to just number one, first of all, where do people get hold of you? 
Um, the best, the thing that I'm promoting right now the most is my new book, Keto Flex. So I'd love yeah. if your audience is resonating with the conversation to go mm -hmm. to ketoflexbook.com. It's available mm -hmm. right now on Kindle we'll and paperback. Thank you. And then yeah. it'll be available on Audible soon. Yeah. So that'll be the best place. And then you can look me up on my podcast, Keto Camp Podcast, Campus mm -hmm. with a K, spelled yeah. with a K. And then our YouTube channel is pretty big. Uh, just type in Keto Camp on YouTube. Yeah, well, we'll definitely pop some links to that all in the show notes um, so people can know. But head over to ketoflexbook.com. Um, definitely go and check out Ben's stuff. He's got a very, very reasonably priced coaching program where you can actually work with Ben in his group. He's got, he does regular workouts and he brings in experts and, and you can be supported moving through his pillar. So you can actually start to micro shift into integrating these principles into your life with a community of people who are, and just the success stories that you'll see in that community will really support you in creating that new mental identity and getting in charge of your health rather than being a slave to whatever programs you've been running on. Um, mm. Just want to start bringing this home. So first and foremost, we want to have people Cleaning out the fridge, <laughs> cleaning out the fridge um, and no, clean out the cupboard, sorry, not the fridge, the cupboard and getting rid of some of these things that are just not supporting them at all. Um, maybe paying attention to, like you said at the beginning, whatever's interfering with those signals. And we've already identified inflammation is a big one there. So they can definitely get some tips from you. And I, I, I love that you've said, don't jump ahead but actually make those baby steps, make those micro shifts, start with the mind, start with looking at what's going on in, in the house, start introducing, you know, being more keto adapted. So starting to depend more on fats for energies and then start to introduce the fasting. Is there anything else that people can maybe take us some notes? Yeah, um, definitely your work is a blessing to the world. So just keep reading Dan's books, listen to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Seriously though, because those thoughts are so powerful and important. I mean, I'm speaking mm -hmm. to the choir for you, but those 60,000 thoughts that we have every single day, we mm -hmm. want to get really conscious and aware of what we're thinking. Because mm. if you're, and I heard this quote recently, I'm going to, I'm going to share. I actually just heard it yesterday and it was like, Oh, that's so good. If you're thinking, um, let me get it right. Okay. Got it. If your thinking is stinking, your dreams are shrinking. Ooh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> if your thinking is stinking, then your dreams are shrinking. Uh, yeah. So, and that means your health dreams, your yep. financial dreams, your relationship dreams. So get really clear on those thoughts. And it's really sneaky. It's, mm -hmm. it's when you're brushing your teeth, walking your dog, washing your dishes, mm -hmm. uh, you know, waking up right out of bed. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to happen overnight, but if you can get really good and aware at catching the bad thought, catching the negative thought and switching it to an abundant thought, a uh, positive thought for your health and vitality and for financial, whatever, that's where all of your, everything will change. Everything will change with keto and fasting and everything that you're making nutrition wise, the moment that you start to really get clear and conscious on those 60,000 thoughts. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Ben, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your light. Really appreciate you guys. Be sure to check out all of the Ben goodness, specifically go and get that book. It's going to take you through how you can start bringing these pillars into your life. Be sure to reach out to him also, because like I said, theory is great, but unless you're actually doing something about it, you're going to be lost. And if this is the beginning of your journey, then you are doing yourself a disservice by not having the opportunity to at least explore having someone that's done the heavy lifting already, who's gone down the road already, who's out there on the front line 
pruning and curating the, the information that's going to make your health journey easy. And with that health journey, your relationships are going to be healthier because if you're loving yourself more, then only you're only going to be allowed to have people around you that love you too. So that's going to help the, help the relationships. And abundance, who cares if you've got 20 billion gazillion dollars in the bank if you're not healthy enough to enjoy it. So please do check that out. Ben, again, thank you so much, bro. Thank you, brother. Love you, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, be sure to tune in next time. Until then, keep dreaming with your eyes open. Remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. And all of that is much more effective when your health is taken care of. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Do It With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.